This is Lampshade Media Presents. Welcome to Lampshade Media Presents. Today we have a special episode, a best of episode, because obviously I just can't book a, a fucking episode to save my life, so I got to do a best of. <laughs> I got Johnny Collins in the studio with me. How you doing, Johnny? What's up, everybody? It's Johnny Collins. <laughs> yeah. Resident Glitter Boy. Glitter Boys. We're doing a best of today, and it's really because we're going to be taking a little break here on the show. We're gonna yeah. take a little hiatus. A little hiatus. Yeah. Gonna gonna get high and ate us. <laughs> gonna get high and ate ass. That's yeah. what we do. No, but seriously, we're gonna take a little time off. And uh Johnny has actually uh been been we've been talking a lot about things that we could do with the show, things we wanna do with the show. And uh we're gonna take a little time and kinda like rework things I and kind of take it to the next step i think we got we gotta we gotta preheat the oven set it to 425 and then it takes some time to preheat then you gotta bake that shit yeah you know to, Gooey to, in the middle. to make the good cake that is lampshade media presents it's gonna take some preparation time so if you don't dedicate the time it takes you're gonna get a gooey cake <laughs> have you heard this song pancake no i haven't it's by jaded i think it's like I've been hooked on it all week. Lindsay says, I'm gooey in the middle, middle baby. Let me bake. <laughs> I'm a pancake. See? And then this is how life serendipitously, you know, brings this shit around. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what happens. For one thing, I think I just, like, need to take a break and rethink th some things. Mm. And then also, like, kind of reorganize and, and think of uh, things the things i want to improve on and uh, right, you know right. johnny's like here to help me out absolutely i mean listen man the, the thing that is most important is that we're okay as people you know and we got to make sure that uh, we have our you know ducks in a row or else you know them ducks aren't going to go out there quacking for nobody yeah and we want them quacking we want them quacking that's yeah. that's my terrible metaphor <laughs> for this but uh, yeah, live shows uh, will come back, and and the podcast will keep going. But we will be taking a little break, and and to be honest with you, I might surprise you here and there during the hiatus with little uh, this and that kind of bullshit. But I do promise, as a as a uh, and this is a promise I'm making to Xavier, who is my last actual guest on the show before the hiatus, is uh, the name will still be. Forevermore, Lampshade Media presents Uncomfortably Happy with Black People. <laughs> and uh, uh, the story of my life, dude. <laughs> so that is definitely the name of the podcast. I've settled on that. So that will be the name. But in the meantime, uh, we got a fun show because we're going back and we're gonna we're gonna listen to some of the best call-ins that we've ever had. Oh yeah, on the show. I can't wait for this one, man. The you know honestly, man, the the clip episodes from like The Simpsons and all the great sitcoms when they were like, all right, it's about to be Christmas, <laughs> let's give them something. <laughs> like those were some of my favorite episodes, man. It's you know all the YouTube is now is clips of this put together, clips of that put together. This is honestly the new wave. Yeah, we're really really breaking ground here yeah i mean the simpsons always have done it first but you know 
This is the ne- this is next level podcasting. Oh yeah, is what this is. <laughs> so first up, we have uh, a great friend of the show, Cinemat. Cinemat. Yeah, and you know I've always like kind of had this weird feeling that I needed to like never break the fourth wall about who my callers were, but I'm kind of like realizing that's kind of silly because. This is Luke Swisher is a fucking genius He's and we so need to special. talk about it. I just love him. This is uh I loved this bit so much and it's Luke so was uh so in character for it and so on fire. This was the Chris Finner episode, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's just like every question Finner, you know, asked him, set him up for something so wonderful. It yeah. was awesome. Like seriously though, like Finner didn't know what no. what what yeah. Swisher was doing before this but you know i had told him like look we got a we got a caller calling in it's gonna be luke swisher just you know roll with it yeah man for for a man who's never been punched he can roll with the punches (laughs) quite some time you know i mean this dude is great you know fucking love luke swisher cinematic one of this one of the funniest uh call-ins i think i've heard so far man it's so good yeah but it's the first one you've heard so far yeah that is an also a statistic <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think uh, I think I hear the phone ringing. On the line right now, we have Cinemat, Lampshade Media's own movie reviewer. How you doing? I'm doing great, Mel. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You're on the line with Chris Fenner. Oh, Chris Fenner, it's 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 fantastic to talk to you. How are you doing today, sir? You know what, Cinemat? I'm doing great. It's great to meet you, man. Oh, it's great to meet you too. It's great to be here for my first uh, lampshade uh, lampshade movie review spot. Uh, I'm used to doing it at uh, my local radio station WXYXKXYXX. So uh, it's really great to be uh, moving into the digital age and be uh, be here with you guys. Yeah, man. Well, congratulations. We're happy to have you. What's happening in the world of cinema, Cinemat? Uh, well, you know what. Uh, it's it's a big year for me just this 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 week in fact is uh you know my uh, my 13th year as a movie reviewer i've been doing this since i was just 10 years old and uh, i i'm I've, I, I've been loving it and i think some of the some of the most intriguing best movies coming out uh you know it's it's been a rough time for the for the cinema and the movie industry in general but i think we've got some real crackers coming out soon is that right what have you been into chris you know what? Uh, my favorite movie was uh, I've seen this this pandemic has been Jojo Rabbit. What do you think about Jojo Rabbit, Cinemat? I mean, look, on the one hand, I love the idea of an imaginary friend helping a kid out. On the other hand, uh, all that Nazi stuff just got me down. I gave it uh, four and a half stars out of ten, quite frankly. <laughs> out of ten? Damn. Harsh. I call them like I see them, and it served me well. Ever since I was just 10 years old, I've been doing it, and I, 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 I haven't lost a step. That's what, that's what my family tells me. All right. Well, Cinemat, what is, what is the, shining, uh, the shining light for, uh, for 2020 or 2021? What, have you, uh, what, what, do you, what do you think? Well, let me just start off with, uh, let me do some of the, my uh, rapid reviews here coming up for the, uh, the new releases. Uh, first up, 
We have uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, the new uh, animated Disney film that you can see in theaters or on Disney+. Plus. And uh, it's about a warrior who's trying to find a, 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 the last dragon in order to save her realm. And uh, it's uh, got voice talents of, of Kelly Marie Tran and Aquafina, whose performance goes down as well as the water she's named after. I'm telling you that. And uh, quite frankly, I think it's just a wonderful... Uh, Disney has hit it out of the park again. Vibrant colors, amazing characters. You know, it, it's. I, I'd be willing to say it's maybe my favorite Disney film ever, uh, maybe since Cars 2. I think it's the, the best thing they've done since Cars 2. And, and trust me, coming from me, that's a big compliment. That's a big compliment. <laughs> that sounds okay. like it. Have you seen that one, Chris? You know what? I haven't. Uh, my question for, for Matt would be, what was the first movie you ever reviewed? I'm, I'm interested to know that. At 10. At 10. I, uh, like I believe the first the first movie uh, that I remembered uh, uh, doing was Inception, which I thought was very fun. Had some wonderful suits and nice big blocky cities that made all thrown, you know, turned all the way around. But quite frankly, it was a little too hard for me to follow. <laughs> I could imagine, man, as a 10-year-old, uh, <laughs> probably not the movie you want to start with, man. Well, to be fair, I've made it a point to watch it every once a year, every year since then, and I still cannot figure that thing out. All right. <laughs> when did you review Cars 2? Because I feel you should have started with that. I mean, well, Cars 2, I mean, hey, uh, <laughs> Cars 2, uh, that's the thing. It, it doesn't, you don't need, people of all ages can enjoy Cars 2. I mean, I remember when I sat down in the theater and, and reviewed that way back in 2011, and I just thought, you know, this is, quite frankly, the peak of cinema. I haven't seen it. So who's the standout performance in uh, in Cars 2? Well, I mean, uh, I don't think you get any funnier than Larry the Cable Guy as Mater the Tow Truck. I th think it's, you know, it's just laughs a minute with that guy. <laughs> in Cars 2, he becomes a secret agent. I, I mean... Just thinking about it makes me laugh. I can tell Mel's laughing just thinking about the movie. He's clearly a fan. I love it. I love it. It is in his wheelhouse. I'll give him that. <laughs> All right. The next on my uh, my rapid reviews, we have uh, Coming to America with a number two in it. This is the long-awaited sequel to the Eddie Murphy film from 1988, uh, where Prince Akeem from Zabunda has to go back to Queens and uh, re rebuild his relationship with his long lost son. Uh, a lot of people are upset because this version, this sequel is PG 13 as the first one was rated R. And quite frankly, I think this is much better because it, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it means it's a, something you can sit down and watch with your whole family. I could, you know, you could sit down. I could sit down with my father if he were still around and uh, watch that movie with him and not feel awkward at all. So I'm going to go get, give coming to America Two Americas out of three. <laughs> what happened to your dad? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was my takeaway from that review. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, you know, it's it, it's a long story. Uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, about, uh, I would say, almost coming up here on 10 years ago. Uh, he took me to see Cars 2 at the theater and then left me there, and I haven't seen it since. Okay. <laughs> anyway, our next movie that we'll be reviewing 
is the new film Land. This is from uh, actress Robin Wright Penn, her directorial debut. It's about a bereaved woman seeking out a new life off the grid in Wyoming. Now, you know, I love Robin Wright Penn. I mean, Princess Bride, just a, a spectacular, she's a wonderful talent, and there's some great scenery here on, on display, but quite frankly, I just got bored. You know, I just, I was feeling like I was falling asleep after a few minutes because, you know, at a certain point, it's like, well, what's the point of living off the grid if you don't have any, you know, electricity or power to watch your DVD of Cars too. It, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that okay. makes yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I can't agree. argue with I that. I can't disagree. Yeah, and and we all need our cars too from time to time. <laughs> You're telling me. I know I do. When the when the gloomy start to come in, I just put in Cars too, and I feel like you know I'm right back there again. Before I do, how horrible the world could be. Anyway. <laughs> My final rapid review for you guys today, uh, we have uh, The World to Come, which is a, a movie. It stars uh, Vanessa Kirby, Catherine Waterston, Christopher Abbott, and Casey Affleck. It's, a, it's about a mid-19th century, uh, uh, two couples in, in the East Coast frontier. And, uh, you know, uh, Vanessa Kirby and Catherine Waterston are, are the wives, and they end up coming together and forming a romantic relationship together. And, uh, again, these are great performances. Uh, some great scenery, but I, I gotta tell you, the film lost me. I mean, I I didn't understand what was going on because the two women start to kiss, and I I just don't get that. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I know from experience, there's a mommy and a daddy. There's not a mommy and a daddy, another mommy and a daddy, and then the two mommies are together. I, 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 I mean, they, they just lost me. I think anybody else, they're just gonna fall right asleep. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> interesting review yeah. as far as movies go you're you have not seen a movie with a lesbian couple i mean unless there's a lesbian couple in cars too that i haven't seen I, I, i'm pretty sure i would have found one by now <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering when car 2 was going to come into that review and there, there it is <laughs> I also, you know, I have a treat for you guys, actually, uh, because, you know, not only am I known for my movie reviews, uh, but I'm also known for, uh, you know, I, I, I sometimes do a little, uh, you know, I kind of weird Al it up, and I kind of do some song parodies about uh, upcoming movies that are coming out, and I have a, uh, I have a, I have a sneak peek of my new one for you guys, if you'd like to, uh, to, 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 to hear it. I am 100% down. Chris, would, you down? I would love to hear this. This is going to be great. All right, I'll give you the taste. It'll be acapella, so it won't be the full force, but uh, just hear this. Okay. Whoa, Black Widow, solo film. Whoa, Black Widow, solo <laughs> film. Black Widow's got a film. Solo film's coming out this year. Hopefully, you're going to be on Disney Plus or maybe in the theaters with us. So, Black Widow, solo film. Whoa, Black Widow, solo <laughs> film. And that's you know, that's not the whole thing, but you know I just want to give you a taste. If you want, want the whole thing, go to my YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, give us that plug. That would be uh, www.youtube.com uh, forward slash Cinebat Cinebat W X Y X K Y X X Y X Y X slash user. I think I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> There's got to be a .com, but yeah, go ahead and check that out. That is a that is a great cover there. Oh, Fucking nailed it. Yeah. A lot yeah, of excitement. I mean, I a lot of excitement in the MCU. 
<laughs> oh, I guess yes. Have you guys uh, have you guys watched WandaVision? Are you guys watching WandaVision? I, as of this recording, I have just uh, last night watched the uh, final episode. Chris, you? I have not. Um, I would. You You're know, fucking it up. Might help me. I would. I. That's what I hear. I hear it's great, but I think what might help me watch it. Matt, could you give me a spoiler-free review of WandaVision? Uh, well, I mean, it's a you know. It's a because I mean, I I I feel uh, I feel a, a kinship to Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, because much like her, I have had to watch all of my family slowly kind of disappear in front of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll check. I'll check that one out. Yeah, I mean, and it's and again, it's it's been a gradual thing, you know. Oh first, again, as I said, my father did leave me at the theater, seeing Cars two, which on the one hand kind of a bad kind of a uh, rotten thing for him to do to just leave me there but on the other hand there could have been a better film for him to leave me at for the final time as cars to just you know the best kind of side off you could give your your only son uh and uh, i hope to reconcile with him one day but unfortunately a few years later he was shot and killed trying to uh steal gold out of fort knox so oh my god won't be seeing him again <laughs> <laughs> That okay. is, uh, man, that is, yeah, that's a whole deal. That is a whole deal. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, I was I was raised raised by my single mother. Uh, she is uh, now uh, hiding out after being uh, a part of the uh, Capitol riots this year. So, ouch! Wow, you quite the life. Way to way to make things very relevant. Um, damn. Yep. But hey, I hey, it's okay because I get to come here, I get to talk movies with you guys, and I have my my portable DVD player with my copy of Cars 2 that I can't get out of the portable DVD player. Uh, so I just get to I get to watch it that way. That makes sense. <laughs> Matt, I had a qu- one last question for you. What do you think about Cars 3? Does it live up to the expectations? I'll tell you one thing about Cars 3. That thing's a fucking abomination. <laughs> Strong opinions about Cars Three. You're gonna take, you're gonna fucking sit there, and you're gonna take the spotlight off of Lightning McQueen and Nader the tow truck and put it on some fucking new car. I don't fucking understand it. It's disgusting. <laughs> that yeah, I mean, I can understand your your emotion because you were you were attached. You you, get, you build an attachment with with Lightning McQueen and Tater, and then this they new, just move it. New, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. His name is Mater. Mater. My bad. My bad. Mater. Yep. I will not make that mistake again. I'm uh, sorry for asking that question. That sounded personal. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? I love talking about movies. Any other movie question you guys got, as long as it doesn't pertain to Cars 3, I'm going to be right as raid. What it come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. What do you think about? Uh, I think it's kind of it's kind of cool. Like everything on HBO Max is now like all this like stuff that's coming out in the theater is now like right there on HBO Max. Have you been watching some new newly released movies uh, that way? Oh boy! You know what? I watched uh, I watched Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four recently, and uh, you know a lot of people Oof. are down on that film, but uh, watching that film, I just thought, yeah, I I I know what I would wish for. Uh, there was definitely I would certainly wish people back if there was some magic rock that I could use for it. So I I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> that no, that clocks. Yeah, you you you'd yeah. let somebody take over some random person's body and just so you could see him again. 
Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, my father kind of looked like Chris Pine if Chris Pine was just a little heavier and angrier. But yeah, so yeah, I mean, I love I love the idea of, of of forcing somebody against their will to become my father. That's that's always been something I've 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 fantasized about for years. <laughs> that is, uh, oh my god, I can't I can't feel more relevant to that uh, to that wish actually. <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah, I, I'm one, I'm I'm one of the I'm one of the people. I'm a, I'm a Wonder Woman 1984 defender. <laughs> one of the few but you can really see the magic behind the uh uh whatever that was <laughs> i mean i was also i was also a big fan of that uh that imagine video that gal gadot uh put out I, I a lot of people were done on that i thought it was beautiful all the people sounded great singing nobody sounded terrible at all and i thought the uh i thought they she really hit hit on the head that you know we're all the same in this pandemic whether we're poor people you know, struggling to get by on a day-to-day -day basis, or we're rich people who just have to lounge around their, you know, uh, huge mansions that we're all the same, no matter what. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so I'm curious, uh, I, after having watched WandaVision last night, Chris hasn't seen it yet. Uh, you know, God damn it. I can't believe you haven't seen it yet. This is so unhelpful for this interview. I don't so have, so uh, fuck you I, for that. If someone wants to give me their Disney Plus, I, I would watch it. Dude, do you have Tinder? You're single, right? I uh, I don't have Tinder. Do I need to get Tinder again? If you want Disney Plus, you need to get Tinder. <laughs> I'll wait till after the pandemic. The Tinder does not doesn't seem safe without a pandemic, and now it seems exceptionally unsafe. Yeah, you know you're not wrong. Disease wise, so <laughs> so uh, Cinemat, uh, I'm curious, like, what do you think about the future of the uh, of the MCU with uh, with what Wonder Vision put down? Well, you know, I think that, that the sky's the limit. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for, for Doctor Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, you know, uh, that, that's, that's, you know, obviously that film is being directed by the great Sam Raimi, who directed, uh, in my opinion, probably in, in, uh, one of the best films of all time. You know, and, and of course, when I talk about Sam Raimi and the best film of all time, you know what I'm talking about. Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, just a great <laughs> turn from James Franco. Uh, I thought you were talking about Spider-Man too. So much. I remember when I, I remember when I watched that film for the first time. <laughs> I, you know, I left the theater and I was thinking, <laughs> "Wizard of Oz." I'm pretty sure that's completely irrelevant now. We we, we can just throw that movie away and watch Oz the Great and Powerful because it's never going to get any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> you have any, Chris? You have any feelings on uh, Oz the Great and Powerful and Sam Raimi? I haven't watched it, but I'll add that to my list too. Uh, I'm scared to ask. Oh, you how haven't, you haven't to lived movie. until you've seen Oz the Great. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry, guys. It's I that, just need to reiterate Oz the Great and Powerful. Put it on your bucket list. I'm sorry, I interrupted you, Chris. So, what, what, what do you have to say? It's the. I'll add that one. What are two other movies I should probably add to my bucket list other than Cars Two? Well, <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> In terms of the bucket list, yeah, Cars 2, Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, I'd add, you know, uh, you, you might think I'm, I'm playing around here, but I'd probably add the bucket list to that bucket list. Just, <laughs> you want to see two actors at the top of their game. It's definitely Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson <laughs> in the bucket list. Uh, and then finally, oh, if I had another, probably New Jack City. 
starring Wesley Snipes as crack dealer Nino Brown. Actually, a good movie. Wow. I'm a big, yeah. a big fan. A big fan of uh, of uh, Ice T's performance in that, as well as Chris Rock as Pookie. Just some great stuff from them. I, you know, I, nothing to, uh, to me. There's nothing better than a nice evening where you where you started off with Cars two and then you ended off with New Jack City. That that sounds like an evening, man. Do you have Those two to things they pair together like a nice wine and a good quality cheese. You know. Can you watch New Jack City without watching Cars two? I mean, I, I mean, yes, absolutely. But if you have the option, I don't know why you would pass that up. Uh, I mean, sometimes, sometimes I'll watch them both at the same time, and they kind of sync up. <laughs> like some Dark Side of the Moon action. <laughs> yes, I mean, you know, I don't do drugs except for the many, many drugs that have been prescribed for me by doctors. But uh, uh, yeah, I, it, it, I, I would be surprised if, if it, if you did some kind of, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe some Sudafed. Uh, as long as it's prescribed and uh, and and watch that, you'll have a great time. <laughs> it's a weird right. choice, but I'll do that, man. I'll I'll take your I'm, advice. I'm gonna do it too. Like, yeah, it's, you... uh, never... I mean, you won't be sorry. I mean, at the very least, you'll be watching cars too. And I mean, that's that's good, no matter what the circumstances. <laughs> and I should not argue the with first that. Time man. I saw cars too was one of the worst circumstances that any child could possibly have, but I I still loved it. <laughs> Yeah, and there's there's something there's something there, obviously, and uh, and I'm sure you're 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 working on that. Oh yeah, I mean, look, I've been writing to Pixar day after day, trying to get uh, trying to get the reins, the whole you know, the reins to make Cars Four, and and my my vision of Cars Four. Well, honestly, if I'm being honest, we would call it Cars Three and just pretend that the real Cars Three <laughs> didn't happen. And it would essentially it would be. Uh, you know, because as I said, you know, as we all know, uh, Mater becomes a spy in Cars 2. And so in Cars 3, Mater would become like, a, a, you know, a, he would become, a, a, you know, a, a drug, a drug uh, undercover, uh, you know, a, 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 a drug officer. And, and, and like try a to narc take down- agent. Sure, absolutely, and, uh, and yes, a narcotics agent, and he would take down, uh, uh, you know, a, a nice, uh, uh, you know, a nice looking car. Uh, you know, if I, I, I try my hardest to get Wesley Stipes to get on board, and then, uh, and, uh, and he'd be the voice of this new, uh, new, crack selling car, and uh, and uh, you know that that that's my uh, that's my dream. But uh, for you know, yeah, you, you have to start, you know. Uh, Pixar won't accept my calls anymore. Yeah. What if Morgan Freeman was the uh, was the crack selling car? I mean, well, that's that's a great. I mean, that's a great idea. Like, uh, perhaps if, you know, he's he's been at it so long and he's old and he's maybe slipping up, and that's how you I know, could Mater, really feel Mater, this kind of chill. I love Mater, but he could be a little bit bumbling, and so I think t- I think he might need a little extra leg up to to catch uh, to catch a crack lord car and uh so yeah i think morgan freeman yeah. could, could do it i could see like secondarily i could see tom cruise what do you think i mean tom cruise uh, I, I think tom cruise could quite frankly do anything i can't wait to see him in space uh it's it's gonna be that that film is gonna be great uh you know, i mean what of what are my personal it's not my one of my top four films of all time but maybe my top uh, maybe my top 20 has got to be the tom cruise mummy uh, that mummy film, I just thought this is what the mummy needs. It needs it needs just a hot lady with weird four pupils or whatever that was, and uh, Russell Crowe, uh, and and 
other people, and it just it was great. A lot of people say that that movie's in, incomprehensible. I think it's just comprehensible enough. <laughs> and that's what you need. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, man. This has been a this has been an excellent uh, an excellent conversation on movies, man. Thank you so much for uh, for providing your insight and your emotional availability. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Uh, I uh, appreciate the recommendations. Hey, this is what I live for, you guys. This is what I live for. Genuinely, I have nothing else to live for. <laughs> well, I will. Uh, I will be hitting you back up. Chris, are you going to be uh, checking out uh, the YouTube and the and, and the and the other uh, venues that uh, the cinema has available to you? You know what? I, uh, I I think I have to at this point. Uh, he is too intriguing to not follow up on. <laughs> oh, boys, you're making me blush. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, <laughs> cinema, you got any last words for uh, the Lampshade Media audience? Uh, all I can say is. Uh, Go uh, go see Cars 2, and uh, if you can't see Cars 2, well, you know, congratulations. You have a family. <laughs> All right. <Okay>. Much, <laughs> much, much love, much love, and uh, take care of yourself, Matt, Cinemat, as it, it were. Was, it Thank was you. nice meeting you, Matt. Thank you. I'll see you at the movies. At the movies. At the movies. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cinemat dude another another <laughs> great luke swisher character i have how did I, I, just so many this is such a funny story that he's created for this character oh my god and it gets deeper and it, the, the moment when you think like oh it's no he just takes it a level deeper and you're just like oh right Didn't yeah see that coming so like the thing that, and this is like me, like kind of like being ignorant about uh, improv in general and, and, and sketch writing, I guess. He's dropping little nuggets. You know, he's planting seeds as the sketch yeah. goes on, right? Yeah. As, yes. And it's all improv the whole time, but he's going to turn whatever you say and he's going to make it work because he's got these seeds planted. Yeah. And has, so then there's these callbacks, right? right and you, exactly. Yeah. And you remember those and then all of a sudden it becomes like, oh, wow. Okay. Now it makes sense. Right. And it's so brilliant. It's so much fun. He did such a good it's job so good creating this, uh, this, this whole thing. The whole Cars 2 thing, which is, you know, obviously you know wow because cars 2 was the worst of the franchise um, classically yeah classically the worst i right. mean you know the, you know whenever an audience is demanding more of you know larry the cable guy you're like well maybe that's not the audience yeah. <laughs> maybe you know it's one of those things where it's like yeah like oh god i don't even know what to say about it like people why was larry the cable guy in such high demand God damn it! During that time period, listen, that was what the two thousand like teens, the early two thousand teens. Yeah, and like wasn't that. he also like accused of a uh, joke stealing and shit like that? I mean, I don't understand how like he's playing a character. You yeah, know? Th that's kind of gives immunity because even if he does take a joke, it's like, well, the character did it. Yeah. It's like Jeff Dunham, if he could fucking, nobody's going to accusing him of taking those awful jokes because mainly nobody wants to take credit for it. <laughs> it's like somebody coming out there like, I wrote that Larry the Cable Guy joke. It's like, oh, well, you know, good for you. Um, <laughs> They're like, no, it was funnier my way. When I did it, no, no, dude, no way. 
Anyway, no, fucking Luke is uh, is a great friend of the show. He's done uh, so many of these call-ins, and they're he really all amazing. It was, it was probably hard to choose from with this one. I've heard a couple of them, man. He's just this that one. <laughs> the one he did where uh, the penguins attacked him was like honestly Come. that was another one that'll probably be in a best of. Yeah, I think what we figured out is that you know making a periodical clip show may not be the worst thing. Because just running back and hearing these again, man, it's just, I forget how funny some of these motherfuckers are. Yeah. Well, speaking of funny motherfuckers, we got Brooke Cardis coming up. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Yeah. This was, a, this was an interview I was doing with Bettina Hedwig. Oh, I love Bettina. And uh, yeah, Bettina is absolutely brilliant and so funny, so Very dry, funny. and I yeah. love that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we were having a conversation and uh, and we needed some political expertise. So yeah. we uh, we we this was a bit where the setup was basically, and I love the, like just making it perfectly obvious. The 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 bit here required basically that uh, we 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 wanted to talk to an expert. We wanted to talk to a political expert. So uh, we reached out to Pam White. Mm. Pam White. Okay. Yeah, All right. Pam White. And uh, and hilarity ensued. I, I honestly thought you might say Karen, but Pam White. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. Pam, Pam White, are you are you there? Can you tell us what's happening in the field? Hi. Oh, hi. Can, hi there. Can you hear me, Mel? Yes, yes, I can hear you. It sounds like there's a lot of action there. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I have been on. Well. You know how it is in the marina. We've been on our boat ever since everything went down. And what a journey it's been uh, since the Capitol. I have to say, we really, uh, we really, uh, you know, showed, showed them. Um, I, I, uh, I just want to say for the record, my real name is Pam White. Um, I'm not using a fake name because I'm so confident in our actions at the Capitol this past week uh, that I would absolutely as a patriot, do nothing else but, but use a use my real name, Pam, which stands for People Absent Melanin, White. And I'm just so glad to share our stories of patriots. You know, I was there as an investigative journalist, certainly not there to do any harm. You know, well, obviously I did break in to the Capitol, but you know, the glass ceiling can sometimes be sideways and, and you have to break the glass windows. Uh, sometimes uh, to, to really make progress. And I, I think we, we made immense progress. And, and now the, it, it's really unfortunate that Democrats want to move towards impeachment because all we've ever wanted is unity. Pam, Pam, thank you for that. And I just want, I was wondering, other than sticking your head further and further into the sand, what were your plans for the future? Yeah, you know, I just have to say, Unity. Unity is it. And, and we really are struggling. Everyone in our marina, you know, you think you know them. And then it's just been so hard because uh, it really is creating a problem. These are friends of mine that I've had for decades. I mean, we've traded stock tips and killed children and dumped the bodies together. Mm -hmm. And it just it just really now I don't even know, you know, who to trust. Um, and who really knows the truth about, uh, you know, what the, the deep state has done to so many children? So it's really been difficult for me in terms of who to invite, invite over to the yacht, um, you know, what we want to do. And 
everyone's been going dairy free. So it's been a real struggle. It sounds like a yacht divided. <laughs> it's a yacht divided. Yes, I just oh, it's so I I I just feel that so deeply, and you know, this just isn't who we are. Uh, this isn't who we are as a party. Um, and, and, and it never has been, you know, we are at the party of Lincoln. I personally feel like I freed this place. Pam, oh how have you been handling the coronavirus epidemic? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, like we do with all, uh, you know, minor sicknesses and flus, mm-hmm. uh, we just, you know, um, live our lives. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna. Oh, yeah. I'm washing my hands now. Um, do you know how hard it is to get a working, you know, bathroom sink on a boat? Um, but I, I, I do have to say, you know, of course, I've had friends and family uh, lose, uh, you know, mutual funds over this, and it's I have to say, it's been it's been really hard. And yes, my my um, my son died, but um, other than that, it's been ship shape. Wait, what? You said your son died. What was that? Your son died. Well, you know, they, they say it's from, uh, you know, how the doctors are. We all know. We all know. What? Uh, what part of the uh, subgroup of the deep state they're in. I'm um, getting paid by China and going to implant all of those vaccine chips into our brains. But I will say, um, you know, it was complications from coronavirus that killed him. It was, it was pneumonia and ignorance. Um, and it wasn't the coronavirus. Well. Um, well, I'm deeply sorry for your loss, and I hope thank you. You are able you. We to. We had an in-person. Yeah, we had an in-person funeral with 250 of our closest friends. Lots of hugging. Oh my! So. Oh my! So you you don't you don't think that was a, that was a danger at all? You know, I think um, I don't know who said it best, but I do know I bought it. I bought a really wonderful piece of art. Um, in the Kenya aisle at TJ Maxx. And you can't sell things in the Kenya aisle unless they're from Kenya. (laughs) And it said, live, laugh, love on it. And I'm going to keep doing that. And I'm going to keep living and laughing and loving. And, And no one, not even Hillary Clinton, can take that away from us. I think that's beautiful. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And and again, as a reminder, please don't use my real photo. Uh, all of the liberals are finding us on Twitter. If you want to keep following me, I'll be on Parlor, uh, Grinder, and uh, also just in my boat, scared for my life because the FBI is going to find me. Yeah. Pam, I, I got a question. and I've been trying to figure this out, um, whether this is like some deep state you know, shit, or if this is for real, but I've been hearing that Donald Trump shit himself in the bunker. And, you know, like, how do you know whether that's true or not? Because, you know, like, it could, you know, everyone diarrheas, and, you know, I wouldn't hold it against him. But I can also see why he wouldn't want to share that. And... uh, what do you think? Uh, I, it's, an un, it's an unprecedented time where everyone is so nervous. You know, our, our president is such a, he's such a man. And mm. I, I mean, look at who is coming in to replace him, right? We, 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 we don't even have a man coming into the White House. We have a, a shriveled uh, prune who lives in his basement. 
Uh, so I really feel like if he did, I bet it was the manliest, the manliest of shit. That makes um, sense. And I'm sure he'd be proud to share it. Yeah. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, did you have one more question? I don't want to leave anything out. Yeah, you know, we want to leave no stone unturned. I understand you were you were on the ground when the when the when the Capitol was stormed, right? Before you went to the boat. Absolutely, yeah. So you know, it's just one of my husband's boats. We just like to keep, you know, a few properties ready and staffed. Um, and we just like to be in places where maybe there's no extradition, you know, yeah. for funsies. Uh, but I will say I was on the ground and, you know, I was in the Capitol, um, you know, really just enjoying um, myself. And I uh, had the opportunity to um, uh, listen to Rudy Giuliani's speech in the morning. And if you haven't listened to that, what a bastion of democratic ideals. Um, and this really inspired me. Um, to go down to the Capitol, um, as our leaders told us to fight um, and take back the Congress and do what was right for our country. Um, I went down, certainly not to start anything, um, and, you know, also brought my bat. Yeah. Because I just feel like, as an investigative journalist, I have to be on the offensive so much because there's an attack on right-wing media. Yeah. So I went down, and then, you know, uh, fortunately for me and for all of us, all of us patriots, um, you know, we knew so many of the Capitol Police Force and so many current police members, police officers who were off duty were there. So they just really got to hang out and they opened the gates for us. And I was actually disappointed. I only got to use my bat on a couple windows, you know, which is a real downer because, you know, you're kind of hoping for a little action. Yeah. But it really worked out, you know, and they gave us directions to all the offices we needed to go to. And that's why we back the boys in blue. You know, that's why Blue Lives Matter. It sounds like they were very helpful. Yeah, you know, they say you can't, you're not born a cop. So, you know, Blue Lives doesn't make any sense. And I'm going to disagree. It's a calling, you know, much like the priesthood, um, you know, or, or a passion, you know, for making, you know, uh, those little uh, tiny wooden bowls I like to put my herbs in when I have dinner parties. Just a real passion. Um, I really feel like they found their calling in absolutely doing nothing to stop an armed insurrection with pipe bombs and guns. So feeling pretty good about my donation to the Sheriff's Association this year. I'll tell you what. So there's uh, a lot of people on the right are uh, are suggesting perhaps that uh, that it wasn't actually it wasn't actually Trump supporters that were doing this. Now sounds like you had a little bit of uh, a little bit of action there with the bat, but were, did you see any Antifa on site? Everywhere, they're everywhere. And you know, here's the thing: though, you just don't know because they dress like Trump supporters. Um, they act like Trump supporters. Their entire social media is Trump supporters. They vote like Trump supporters. And they live their entire lives as Trump supporters. That's how underground they are, you know. Um, so they pretty much are Trump supporters. Uh, but we on, we on Parler will say, oh, no, that's, that's uh, Antifa. So, and, of course, I mean, no one is going to register Antifa as a hate group, but it clearly is, you know. I don't actually even know what the FA stands for. I'm sure it's something obscene. I'm sure it's something obscene. Pam, you if, know, if you um, were Antifa, 
would you even admit it? How do we know you aren't Antifa? Ooh. You know what? You don't know. And that's the scariest part of that gang. Uh, that just absolute gang of uh, absolute, uh, you know, non-patriots. You know, I, I think it all goes back uh, to kneeling at football games, which I still think is the least patriotic uh, thing thing you can do. Oh, one, one second. My maid is uh, in. No, you please leave. I know you have to do this. You can't do it right now. I'm 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 working <laughs> for free. It's, I do this for free. I'm sorry. They just invade your space. I don't know why. Um, I'm just a working blue collar woman out here fighting for Trump, you know, fighting for rights, uh, for equality, for justice. Um, and I, ab- I absolutely, you know, happen to have married, uh, you know, an oil magnate, but that isn't part of you know, my upbringing in the Midwest and how I believe in hard work and, uh, you know, being very thoughtful about trading stocks and being really thoughtful about who you spend your time with. And I am watching for Antifa. That is why I'm so careful because I'll say, I say, you know, those who have the Trump flags out on their yachts, you have to be careful because sometimes the Trump flags, you know, that's a false flag, right? That is it. Mm-hmm. And they really are Antifa. So we try to be really careful and, um, you know, I, I have less friends now than I used to, um, but I, now I have true friends on the internet. You know, it, and all, another thing about having a Trump flag on a boat is sometimes they just sink. <laughs> the the, the boats can. with Trump flags, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, they can. You know, you really have to watch it because then people will plant pipe bombs, you know, and that's what they did at the Capitol. I just think that we need to, to come together and be unified. And I don't, I don't understand what the problem is because all of us are on, you know, the same page in the Republican Party. We all agree. We really, really do. And if, if Democrats could just get it together, I mean, it's laughable. They, they think they'll have the majority in the Senate because they can't even uh, get anyone to agree on a takeout order. And we have just never been more unified as a Republican Party than we are right now. What I'm about to say mm-hmm. ha- has not that much to do with what you just said, but I like to pretend Antifa dresses like Team Rocket. <laughs> That's Wait. it. <laughs> Would they even tell you that that's who they are? No, they're sneaky. It seems like I mean, it's a really good catch-all, Antifa, because uh, it seems like like pretty much anything that that is claimed as non-desirable is, is just kind of like easily aimed at Antifa. Do you think there's any any legitimacy to this at all? Because it, it it just seems so so ethereal, you know, like like. Mm. Like where do where where do these claim like when you were seeing them everywhere and you say and I trust you because you know you seem like a very trustworthy person what with your your boats and your oil magnates and whatnot but how how do you identify Antifa like if we're in the streets we need to know right yeah we gotta be able to find our pants you're right yeah you're right you know they're everywhere and they're nowhere 
I say stay vigilant. Um, make sure you run casual background checks on anyone in your circle and, and have that conversation at the dinner table. Um, you know, again, be, be, be thoughtful and, and, and bring it up and meet people where they are and then, you know, threaten them with a steak knife mm. if they don't tell you where they're hiding the, the, the pedophile ring. Yeah, I say that I all the time. it's important. Yeah, important. This has to be kitchen table issues. Yeah. And we care about kitchen table issues, of course, you know, and we saw, look at all those kitchen table issues that poured into the Capitol, you know, uh, the Confederate flag and um, vandalism. And uh, like I said, the pipe bombs, armed insurrections, you know, that's yeah. what Americans care about. They mm. don't want a couple thousand dollars in their account. <laughs> yeah, I hate money. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Yeah, what are you going to do with a couple thousand dollars? That doesn't even cover you know, the price of my name. <laughs> so I just think it's the Republican Party is meeting people where they are. And that's why we are the growing unified party. And I say stay vigilant. And if you ever have any questions about if someone is Antifa, you invite them on my boat. Oh. And we'll take care of it. Oh, wow. One last uh, one last question here before we uh, let you get back to your, uh, you know, uh, yachting. I don't know what the verb is for that. But <laughs> That's it, yachting. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> what now that now that Biden is president and we have a majority in Congress, so the left has control of the government. Uh, what is the what? What's the what's the game plan for Republicans moving forward in 2021? Do you do you have any? Uh, have you talked to anybody about this or have any ideas about what their what their plans are? What they're gonna what they're gonna do right now? Because it seems like they've been brought down pretty uh, effectively in this last election cycle. You know, I just disagree with you fundamentally that Joe Biden is president. So I can't really even acknowledge, you know, the rest of that uh, <laughs> hypothetical. <laughs> uh, what I will say is with the RNC's, uh, you know, uh, new uh, or, uh, re renewal of term uh, for the uh, chair, Ronna McDaniel, shout out because we have a woman in power. Um, I think I think she's a woman. I don't follow politics that closely. Uh, so we have a woman in power, which is better than the Democrats. Um, not that Joe Biden's president, but uh, if he was. And uh, she is a huge supporter of Trump. So I think we're going to continue on this absolute path of success. Uh, I don't think any of us have any regrets. And for those in the Republican Party, the small sliver, the Romneyites, I see you, Cheryl, three votes down. I want, you know, they say, oh, this isn't us. This isn't who we are. And to that, I say, then go join the Democrats, because this is who we are. And what a real joy of this week is that we have finally gotten to show the world who we are. We don't have to hide behind racist gerrymandering or redlining. We don't have to hide behind voter suppression tactics and destroying communities of color and black communities and all sorts of folks' lives that aren't white. Now we can just do it out in the open. And what a gift to not have to hide our absolute xenophobia and racism anymore. It's a new day. Damn, Pan. Yikes. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan Pam yeah. might be the name of my new podcast. That sounds great. All right. 
Well, that is uh, that is that is uh, that is certainly something. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> you Not really, hiding though you know is, is a yeah. good point. You know what? You said it that very so articulately. Freeing. Yeah, you know, and and the fact that you don't know what to say is is a good sign. That yeah. means you know I said it all, uh, and I do think as a white woman, most of the time I do say it all. Um, I do have to get going. I have to call the restaurant I'm going to with indoors and very intimate and it'll be very crowded tonight. And I have to yell at the hostess in advance for screwing up our reservation time. Oh, Just Pam, be ready. Pam, quick question. When's the last time you paid a waiter 20% in tips? 20%? What is this? What is this? Are you going to talk to me about a new minimum wage to 20%? Oh my goodness. Down here, and you know, we only tip 10%. And you know what? Our service could not be better. It just really couldn't be better. I will say most places, the entrees take, you know, 50 to 85 minutes and they know us, they love us. And they will sometimes say they have to redo the whole thing, you know, because they really want to make sure it's perfect. So dining out for us is a multi multi hour affair, but oh my God, twenty percent. What do you think I made of money? <laughs> Get a job, hippies, you know? <laughs> Oh, well, uh, Pam, it's, uh, thank you so much for talking to us and sharing your political expertise. Mm-hmm. Anytime, anytime. And if there is another armed insurrection, you know where I'll be. On your yacht? Oh, no, I'll be back for 10 to 20 minutes before hopping on a jet to get out of there. <laughs> because I'm not going to prison. I'm white. Yeah, that's, Pam, a, Pam that's a good point. Pam white. <laughs> I feel like we have learned a lot about the uh, the Republican perspective from you, and uh, I appreciate your 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 just on point reporting for us. Stay vigilant, and you give me a call uh, the second we have no warning about uh, another armed insurrection that was weeks in the planning and making very publicly. Of course, thank you both so much. Yeah, thank you for your time, Pam. Yeah, so uh, Pam White. Pam White, political correspondent. I don't know She's that we bad can. Shit. Yeah, I don't know that we can trust everything. Bad shit. <laughs> but we know the type, don't we? <laughs> fucking, uh, fucking Brooke. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> so I just saw Brett Cardis Friday night at the Ghost Beef uh, Halloween show that was at the, in front of the uh, the Abbey there at the Green Lawn Cemetery. Yeah. And oh my God, she was on fire. Oh, I can only imagine. And I feel like she was, and I've seen her, you know, many times. She's a Columbus legend. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was more political than ever that night. It's well, the times call for it. <laughs> yeah. She's, I think she's easily one of the most political comics in town. You wouldn't even like imagine that just by like talking to her because she's so, she's so sweet. She's such a sweet person, but goddamn, did she lay it on thick for us with this Pam White shit? Yeah, I, I loved mean, it. The, the fact that she said her name was an acronym, uh, just <laughs> like never heard that. I mean, Pam should be the new Karen now, if you think about it the way she said it. Up. <laughs> I feel like maybe Karen, she was going to go with Karen, but it was too on the nose. Yeah, it would have been too on the nose, and also it's harder to make an acronym for Karen. You yeah, know, yeah, Pam's three letters is easier. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, it was fucking fabulous. I love, I love uh, Brooke so much. Uh, she's a fucking genius, and actually, like, I haven't uh, done another call in with her, so I'm gonna hit her back oh, up yeah, and do another to. call in. And uh, yeah, I don't know if it'll be Pam White or if it'll be a different character, but I, I definitely know. need uh, to get that in. Also, I'd like to see you know how Pam White is doing right now after you know months of uh, <laughs> of of uh, Biden being in office. Let's see what this. Yeah, what she's- yeah. Somebody should check on Pam White. You know, she may not be doing well. See how the yacht is. In the waters. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fantastic. I I, I honestly, like, and this is kind of an aside, I feel like these call-ins have given this show, like, a completely new life. Yeah, it is great, like, having people, you know, especially comedians who are so good on the fly and people who have improv backgrounds even, you know, they're they're so good at just, you know, rolling with the punches. And, and Brooke is especially good at that, man. Brooke is just fucking hilarious. There's yeah. no doubt about it. There's actually two uh two episodes where this has happened the first one was with roxy knapp roxy was playing a character that was an old woman that wanted to that had just gotten divorced in her 70s and wanted to fuck young men and so she called into the show asking for dating advice oh my god and it was so funny and what ended up happening is she was on Tinder and she was telling us what the Tinder date was saying and we were helping her respond. <laughs> and then at some point it made sense. And uh, uh, who was my guest? David Lee basically like demanded to talk to this gentleman that she was uh, dating on Tinder. And, and we hadn't planned this. And Roxy just rolled with it, you know, and she just did it. She had a different voice. She played the guy and it was brilliant. And it should be it. Honestly, that one was one of was definitely a contender should have been on this episode. But if we do another call in best of that will definitely be one of them. A hundred percent. You can't you just couldn't leave out Pam White. Especially. Yeah. Yeah, Right. It's just so poignant. The other one was uh, Stevie J. Oh, yeah. Our boy Stevie Glitter Boy. Boy. Yeah, playing Alvin Marshall. Alvin Marshall. Yeah, he uh, he he, uh, he was he was playing Alvin Marshall, and he uh, he owed Xavier Dudson uh, fifty bucks or some shit, and uh, and I was just like, all right, yeah, we, and he started blaming it on his uh, twin brother. Yeah, and then he brought his twin brother yes. on. <laughs> we had to have the twin brother on, yeah. which that was me pushing that one. I'm like, come on, Stevie, give us that the was brother. Good. Luckily, it was a twin brother. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I, we we were bullshitting about this in the last episode, yeah. actually, because we had Stevie on last episode, and I think Stevie did a fucking good job with that <laughs> whole thing, especially without any warning. He just rolled with it. Stevie is a man of many voices, many voices, and he absolutely, you know, <laughs> he is go, good at voices. I mean, actually, in, yeah. In, in one sentence, he'll go through four different voices. Like, he'll be like <laughs> you know, it's like, "Hey, Stevie, how you doing?" Well, my day was good. My day yeah! was good. <laughs> he does do that. And you're just like, Stevie, what? Where did that come from? Like, I don't know. I just like many voices, and I'm just like, "All right, Stevie." I think he might be possessed. I think Stevie might actually be possessed. Yeah, I mean that would be exciting. Like some Legion style, like he might actually have multiple different people inside <laughs> his, his body. I love Stevie. Stevie. All right. Well, hey. So this uh, this last bit, this last bit we got. 
This was with uh, Travis Haywisher was the guest, and and our caller was was Mitch Rose. Oh God, Mitch Rose! I love Mitch Rose. Yeah, and he's playing a therapist. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Uh, one. Yeah, a therapist that's specifically trying to help comedians. Oh no, we need it. Yeah, we right. Need it. This was the joke. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see what Doctor T has to say about all this. Oh man, I hope Doctor T can help me. Well, he definitely helped my friend. And uh, hello, hello, is Terrence this, Bjornis. Is this this is Doctor Terrence Bjornis? Well, <laughs> I am not a doctor. My father trained me to say that I will never be a doctor. But I, um, for commonality purposes, and you know, uh, if that's your pejorative for the phone call, then yes, you can call me Doctor T. Uh, it's fun that way, uh, okay. but I am not a clinical psychologist. No, I'm an experimental therapist. I'd like to introduce you to my friend Travis. Uh, his his uh, his parents are cousins, and I think he might need your help. Hi, Doctor T. How are you? I'm good. Travis, what's your last name? Uh, my last name is Haywisher. Do you want me to spell it? That's fine. You don't need to spell it. Okay. Haywisher. What is that? What's that? What's the uh, genesis of that? Um, it's from white people. Uh, but primarily ones that came from Germany. Germany. Oh, wonderful. I have several German friends. My father is Swiss and my mother is uh, from Sacramento. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I thought we were, this is going to be the part of the podcast where comedians ask a professional, but you've got jokes too. Uh, can I ask, uh, just to be on the same playing field, could you tell Thank us the, you. the origin of your name? Uh, the origin of my name, as I said before, um, is from my father, uh, Nernst Bjorn. Um, he was named after the Nernst equation. Uh, his father was a psychologist as well. And so was uh, my mother, his wife, uh, Tony Us. And instead of hyphenating a name, uh, she thought that they should be joined in union forever. So they just combined it to Bjorna. Bjorna. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Are you a professional charmer or do you just. Do it on the side. <laughs> no, definitely semi-pro. Semi-pro. Yeah. Wonderful. What Semi-charm you, what kind of charmer. Okay. And I am a, I'm informed I'm supposed to be talking to comedians. Are you a comedian? Yes. Semi-pro comedian. Wonderful. How often do you perform? Oh, God. Once or three times uh, a half year. Oh. Once or three times a half year. Yeah. You're like... It's kind of like an, an Aurora Borealis yes. of comedy. My parents always told me that. <laughs> that is, that's great. That's Let it shine. So I don't know if I, you heard what Mel said, but I thought maybe you could help me with something I've been dealing with, which is uh, my parents, I don't want to say this too medically. I mean, I know I'm talking to a doctor, but I just feel like it's better to say it. Well, not. Okay. Sure. Just yeah. In, I, I know I'm fun, talking to a... Oh, well, for the phone call, we'll be calling myself. Sure. I, I will talk not technically medically for the not technically doctor on the other end. But um, my parents um, are related and they fucked... And made a baby. Oh, and yeah. I was one of them. And I know that sounds like a lot of like medical jargon, but if you could kind of sort through that, I want to know: um, is that punk? Is that like rad, or is that bad? 
No, it's completely normal for the German people. They don't like a lot of branches <laughs> on the tree. They like to keep it close to the chest, so to speak. Sure, so they keep the it's completely close fine. To the chest. Yes, yes. The gene pool is shallow over there, and trust me, I've encountered it several times before. I had a bully named Junt Scholen once, and he threw me into Lake Geneva while we were hiking. We were competing about who had the best trail mix, and uh, he didn't like it, and he called himself Wotan, the great god, or Wotan, as you guys would say it, but um, he didn't like me. But we got along fine, because um, we would talk Jungian scholarship type stuff, but uh, that's just popular up there. Um, yeah, they, uh, they like to keep it close to the chest. Yeah, they do, so it's not abnormal at all. Are you trained in this? Um, well, I have lived through several... Um, I guess, permutations of my career. And uh, some of those did take place in uh, the Appalachian foothills, uh, which um, it is a common practice. And uh, do you have an opiate addiction? Uh, no, I do, I do take one Tylenol before bed uh, anally. Okay. Anally. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's funny because in the 80s, there was a conspiracy that those caused AIDS. Really? Who created that conspiracy? I don't know, but I heard it once. It shocked me. It's very it was shocking. that in bare aspirin. They said that Ronnie Reagan put it into bare aspirin and Tylenol, but that wasn't true. <laughs> Do you have some uh, some therapeutic assistance for my friend Travis here? Because yes, I think we're I paying by the minute, right? Oh, yeah. Well, for sure. It's up to you. It's your, it's your dime. Or yeah, well, Lampshade Media isn't exactly a huge budget, but you're definitely affordable. for. Uh, you're, you're within our budget as long as long uh, as long as the intro doesn't go too long, you know? Right. Well, let me just, uh, being an experimental therapist, um, the process is experimental, the questions are experimental, and the answers are experimental. So just be free, relax, and um, we're just going to, as the uh, boxing TV shows say, let's get it on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Travis, I just swallowed a nickel. Heads or tails? <laughs> tails. <laughs> Heads. Tough break for okay. all of us. Right, all right. Off to a, a, a wonderful start. Am I doing um, good so let far? Let me see. I, oh, it's that you're doing excellent so okay. far. You really. It's just very nerve wracking really to like. To like finally talk to an unaccredited psychiatrist and have them choke uh, on air with us, and so I'm just a little bit nervous. Yeah, well, okay, that's okay. Just relax. Like I said, even though I can't see you, taste you, touch you, feel you, or smell you, I'm here with you. Okay. Okay. Now, are you experiencing any acute pain? Um. I would. I want to lean towards no, but I don't know how you put diarrhea on that scale. <laughs> well, that can certainly be painful. I would say it isn't and acute. Hilarious. <laughs> I got one. You guys just missed it. Can someone? Can you use that? <laughs> Pain that isn't acute. <laughs> can you write? You should write that down. I honestly, I, honestly I never wanted to. Didn't catch much of that because I was just. Again, thinking about diarrhea. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, diarrhea is serious, and it's uh, very dehydrating. Have you been drinking plenty of water? Uh, no. You think that's maybe the culprit? 
Extremely, yes. You should be drinking at least your body weight in water a day in ounces. Um, That's this true. Is, this is helpful because I've mostly just been Googling the phrase whiskey plus diarrhea for the last 30 days without making any oh. changes in my daily lifestyle. Oh, yeah, that's going to turn your tummy into a burlap sack, young man. Yeah, don't do that. Just guzzle the water like a horse. Guzzle you. You're German. You can handle that. I'm sure you have a, I'm sure you have a, a strong carriage and a delightful gait. They can handle all of the beer and water you want. Why anyway, do I feel like all of a sudden I, you're talking about me like a horse that's about to be put down? No, no, excuse me for a second. Wait a second. I just opened my window. No, you get on the bus. No, don't. Let me eat your Sorry, I had to yell at a man waiting on a bus. I'm in my apartment and he won't stop looking this way. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, man. You should go yeah. out and talk to him. I can't leave my apartment very much. You know that, Mel. But oh, I'm sorry. Maybe you don't. Wait, I don't. Usually people. I would like to hear that. Okay, story. well, well, um, my father, being a clinical psychologist, uh, when he divorced my mother, um, was a master of hypnosis, and he would put me under hypnosis, and he would fill me with several triggers, which I have yet to discover. And as I live, I begin to unfold these mysteries that have been inhabiting my brain and pathology for you know my whole life. So as they happen, I begin to dissect them and discover them as a, a good clinical psychologist will tell you revenge is a, is a dish best served by exploiting pathology. So I've had to deal with that. And while I'm unpacking these, I've discovered the means by which my parents lived and through science and education. Is that a good answer? That is uh, that's a lot of, that's a lot of unpacking there. But what That's about what uh, unpacking? I was mostly just creating Nine Inch Nails album titles through all this the random phrases you're using. <laughs> what is that? What is what is that? That's a, uh, it's, a it's a it's a rock band, industrial, oh. yeah. exclusively rock band, no role. Okay, well, unless they were on To Catch a Rising Star in '87 or the Tom Snyder Show, I have no idea who you're talking. Well, about. I, I got to tell you, Doctor Bioners, I am very. Uh, I'm very eager to hear this uh, this uh, diagnosis. What do you have you have you got anything yet, or do you need some more information, or what? I, I just just one more question. All hold right, on. just the one. Oh, hold on, just one second. I've got some socks in the oven, and they're drying out. It did rain today, so the final question involves your parentage, and it deals with your conception. This is a part of my main thesis here. Now. Travis, I need you to go back, all the way back to the beginning, and imagine yourself as your mother's egg inside of her. There's calm, there's warmth. I'm sorry, did you say calm? Stay calm, yes, of okay. course. Yep, just want to double check. So you're the egg inside of your mother. This is after, obviously, she has met your father, one of her cousins. Sure. So you're the egg, resting, stasis, inert. Just before your father's sperm reaches you as the egg, what song is playing? What song do you hear? 
That's uh, Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo by Rick Derringer. Oh, Rick Derringer. That's fun. That would be, that is a totem of your conception. You can follow that throughout your entire life. Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo by Rick Derringer. A gun, an extension of the penis. A hoochie coo might be a woman's vagina. In this case, it probably is because it was the 70s. This is interesting because earlier this week I asked that question and one of the answers was My Seven Bizzos by Two Live Crew. Who did you ask the question to? Just to anyone? He can't tell you that. Uh, He's a professional. I can only tell you that it was um, Don Halifax uh, from... 316 uh, Molten Lane. But anyway, uh, the other answer, popular answer, is also from the 70s, is Three Dog Night, Mama Told Me Not to Come. Which is ironic, I think. (laughs) But I think you can work this out through the existence of a violent occasion of your conception in creating peace and serenity. Was it violent? I'm sorry? Did you say violent occasion? Yes. What was yes. violent Your about father's it? sperm colliding into the egg is always a violent occasion. How do other sperm body. and egg come together? Why is mine so violent? They're all violent, but in your case, particularly because of the aggressiveness of the song, <laughs> something was happening in your father's brain and your mother's brain, maybe because it was dangerous, because sure. they knew their blood, as shallow as the pool was, was going to mix. Now, it's important that you do not get hung up on uh, uh, diagnoses and uh, results because you can have a diagnosis paralysis, which is the bane of an experimental therapist's existence. And also one of my favorite Rick Derringer songs. Right, it is. And, uh, oh, you guys, I've got to go. I have to go. My, I, I think I have we have, like, has a most of a minute left. I'm sorry, I can't. I just I have a patient. Um, I have a red phone. It's kind of like the nuclear. Uh, you know what I mean? Like what a president would have. But like it's just a fun phone? phone that I have. It's a landline. Yeah, I have a landline for special cases that I run to answer. And um, this is a special one. Um, a young man went to a, a Scottish pub uh, in Edinburgh, obviously, and uh, he passed out in a bowl of minced meat. And uh, when he got home, he passed out again, and his trench pug ate his nose. So oh in God. reconstructing the yes, it's terrible. So we can't you're just leave. leaving that phone ring off the hook. Um, yeah, well, it's under a pile of clothes, so I have mm. to get it. I can see the clothes blinking through the light. But um, I've got to go. You guys are great. I well, thank you so much. Much love to both of you, and um, I'll see you to Zane. It <laughs> were yes. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you later, and uh, keep those funny stuff. Coming or whatever you guys do with your jokes and stuff. It's great. Call me back, please, again now, please. All right. Well, we thanks, yeah. Doctor T. I appreciate it, Doctor T. Perhaps you'll be you'll be fine. Oh. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Bye. Well, well, that's it. Well, Travis, do you feel better? Like, no. <laughs> fucking mitch is uh Uh, my god dude my god the fact that his phone was uh his phone was underneath a pile of clothes (laughs) 
It's like I can see the clothes lighting up. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, he he is. Uh, you get the. Uh, you definitely like if if you're listening hard enough. You definitely can understand that, like when he's performing these bits, he is a hundred percent in that. Oh world. yeah, he is that character for sure, a hundred percent. And 100%. like I could picture him yelling at somebody <laughs> waiting on the bus. Yeah, who keeps looking in his direction? That's fucking Mitch is yeah. solid gold. He is. He is absolutely. <laughs> well, that's all we got for uh for collins today that's well, all we got wanna, that's all you you honestly you can go back and you can listen to all of the collins that we've ever done as you will but as for this episode that's all we are going to replay for you so we're going to talk about what uh you know uh the, the future what the future holds I don't have a shit ton of uh, concrete, like scheduled plans necessarily. Well, regardless, we're gonna sit here and we're as as a fan base, we're gonna be like, thank you, Mel, for putting out all this great shit. I mean, you know, going back and listening to all these, you know, calling bits and like, my God, like so much funny in these interviews, and you're interviewing people that are, that are just so interesting and. And I and I, I've worked with most of them, and mm-hmm. you know, from Brooke Curtis or Curtis, I should say, to 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 Mitch Rose, to you know, even the the people in between times, uh, Luke Swish. I don't want to put him out. Fucking Chris Finner, Bettina Hedwig, you know, all these people, man, just solid solid shit. So I can't wait to hear what the future is for the Lampshade Media Presents podcast. I can't wait. Or should I say the, uh, what is it, the uncomfortably, what is it? <laughs> uncomfortably happy with black people. The uncomfortably <laughs> The new what brand, a, yeah. Dude, what a, like when coming back, what a great name for the comeback episode. <laughs> I think that clearly this is my forever podcast i think like, so. this is i the, think you nailed yeah. it you nailed the name uh you know <laughs> that's so wild i love it just yeah big props to xavier for xavier uh, really just nailing it down for lampshade me yeah you know? no he nailed it i think he finally that was, that's the one that's the one that's uh i'm feeling I've, i'm feeling a way about it i've never felt about anything else no, no, no. I'm I think we finally nailed it. And honestly, my cosign uh to that should tell you uh everything in the worst way. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that you should re examine. <laughs> nah, nah. Much love, much love for Johnny Collins in this house. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I uh you know, I've I've now worn a skirt you know twice like in a month two days now yeah so it's you know <laughs> life is changing for all of us now is all i'm saying yeah <laughs> now it's been a good time and no we'll be in touch uh lampshade media will be in touch we're gonna drop uh this and that at you but uh 2022 is gonna bring a uh a new version of lampshade media to your door oh, yeah. With the same fucking brand, okay? It's going to be Uncomfortably happy with black people. You know, and I'm way too happy with black people. It's almost an issue. 
Yeah, no, it's been brought up. Nobody wants to talk about that, how you could be too close to my people. Yeah, no, it's, it's, no, it's actually been brought up. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you can be too close, you know? <laughs> All right, love you guys. We'll, right. see, we'll see you around. Bye. Oh, yeah. Hey, also, if you actually like have listened this entire fucking time, then drop me a fucking review yes review that shit help me out give me that little like ass tickle you know whatever you can do we all want the ass tickle we all do like we don't all deserve it but like yeah it's true but i'm if if you're tickling i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling like i've I've deserved it so i appreciate that from you from one sphincter to the other yeah Let's get a tickle in there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This program is produced by Lampshade Media. Hosted by Mel Milliman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Graphic design by Griffin Browning. Social media by Sam Welch. Voiceover by Ryan Branch. And a special thank you to our sponsors, Paddy Wagon Food and The Garden.